Hello and welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Tea. I hope you all enjoyed last week's episode and you were literally ovulation queens. I'm looking forward to getting all your DMs about your cervical mucus. (laughs) That is a joke. Do not send me DMs about your cervical mucus. Honestly, I've gotten that in the past and I do not appreciate it. So on today's episode, we're, we're going to stick to the vagina topic because I'm looking at my demographics here and most of you have vaginas. So why not keep going? Let's get into the nitty gritty of the things that make our vagina sad. <laughs> um, I was only talking to this, talking to my girls about this a few weeks ago. And again, stuff that we did not learn in school. Thrush, bacterial vaginosis. How do we fix it? Why do we get it? How much our life easier how much easier our lives would be um, if we knew these things so let's get into it let's spill the tea on thrush and bacterial vaginosis i'm so excited to announce ethos as our sponsor for season two if you follow me on instagram you've probably heard of them already ethos are an irish cbd and hemp brand set up by couple amy and fergus who are both extremely lovely people may i add They have a range of CBD oils and hemp teas and they have blended organically grown hemp from Wicklow with adaptogenic herbs, which I'm obsessed with, and botanical extract to support a range of well-being needs. Their rest range supports better quality sleep and their balance range helps to reduce daily stress and anxiety and their active oil and repair balm are focused on reducing inflammation and aiding recovery from workouts. I recommend adding their supplements to your routine if you're looking to improve your sleep quality, stress levels, or reduce inflammation. Their teas are also a really, really nice addition to your bedtime or daily routine. You'll find Ethos at most pharmacies or health food stores, and they also kindly gifted me 20% off discount code for all of you lovely listeners. If you head to the link in my show notes below, you can subscribe there and it'll be sent straight to your inbox in addition to a gorgeous bedtime yoga track to help you distress and unwind before bed. If you're curious about trying the products, check the digital consultation tool on their website to help you select the right product for your needs or listen to episode one of season two, where I speak to Amy about the science and benefits of CBD. So honeys, let's talk vaginas. Now, my first little disclaimer before we dive into this episode is I am no gynecologist. I'm not an expert in this industry or in this area, sorry, I should say. No pun intended. (laughs) But this is just from my experience. I've been working with women for the last nine years in my clinic and I have a pretty good idea of what works and what doesn't work. So this is purely from my experience. And again, like the little nitty gritty kind of nuggets of information that would have really helped if we had have learned these basic things back in school. Um, thrush and bacterial vaginosis are two very, very different things, but often they get misdiagnosed. And first of all, 75% of women will have thrush in a lifetime. And I know if you have experienced it, my God, have you experienced it? There's nothing as annoying, frustrating as having thrush. And while 75% of women have thrush, BV is actually the most common vaginal condition um, between the ages of 55 and 44. And women with BV generally actually get misdiagnosed with thrush. So I just want to give you kind of the little signs and symptoms to look out for. Number one, symptoms of thrush. If you know, you know. So like soreness, it can be itchy. You kind of get that like cottage cheese-like discharge and gals. 
you know me by this stage. I don't mind talking my cervical mucus. I don't talk. Don't, don't mind talking my discharge. We're getting into the nitty gritty today. Um, sometimes it can be kind of like a yeasty smelling, but generally it's pretty odorless. Um, and it can be a little bit burny as well when you're peeing. So again, not ideal. And obviously not. don't need to mention that sex is literally the most <laughs> uncomfortable thing in the entire world. So do not come near your other half if you're a male listening to this or female listening to this. I suppose if you're female, you're going to know anyway. Um, if they have thrush, like leave them alone. Whereas bacterial vaginosis, um, sometimes discharge can kind of more like a grey, grey kind of yellowish colour and the whole thing around BV is it can smell like fish. So girls, I know I've seen it in my clinic. You're washing twice a day. You are literally driving yourself insane. You're like, where is this coming from? You know, so yeah, it's it's literally one of the worst um, conditions I think that you can get definitely. Um, generally though, BV isn't actually sore. So a lot of women actually have BV and they may not have the vaginal discharge and they may not have any other symptoms except for that kind of like fishy smell and they're literally like driving themselves mad, like I said, thinking where is this coming from? Um, so let's get into kind of what causes it and what we can do about it. Okay, let's talk thrush. So first of all, thrush is a fungal infection and it's caused by a type of yeast or fungus called candida albicans. Um, I remember watching like American TV shows back in the day and they talk about having like a yeast infection. Um, I'm sure you guys do too. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, they had thrush, like literally. So yeah, literally it's caused by a fungal infection. And generally this happens when there is an overgrowth of this yeast or this fungus in the vagina. And the kind of really, really interesting thing around all this is, well, I think it's interesting, you know, is we actually every single person has yeast in their vagina and in their gut and it's only a problem if it's overgrown so this yeast generally has this lovely symbiotic relationship in terms of it helps feed your gut and turns your gut health feeds it and once it's balanced it's grand no issue sitting there not causing any problems it's only an issue like I said if it's overgrown so why is it overgrown what's going to cause this um, number one, again, it's the imbalance of the good guys and bad guys. So when I describe kind of like gut health to my clients, I'm always like, imagine you have the good guys and you have the bad guys. So you have your good army and you have your bad army. The good guys, let's call them probiotics. The bad guys, let's call them yeast. So yeast is kind of this like umbrella term for just the not so nice bacteria you want in your system. And different things can um, make yeast grow. So number one, is actually killing off your good guys. So again, imagine an army good versus evil. And if you've no good guys to be found, like, you know, the the enemy is going to be having having a ball. They're literally going to have full reign. So when we deplete our healthy bacteria, and that can be due to things like antibiotics is a huge one. And I know so many of you have experienced thrush after having antibiotics there. Like, yeah, that's literally me to a T. My kind of understanding behind people who get thrush the minute take an antibiotic is that like your gut health is kind of barely balancing. It's like as if like, you know, the smallest thing is going to push you over the edge. Like one antibiotic shouldn't wipe out all of your gut bacteria and cause thrush. You should be able to take an antibiotic and not get thrush afterwards. So I feel like those people who are getting reoccurring thrush after antibiotics. You're like low key struggling or not, maybe not struggling, but low key dealing with maybe a not so good gut health the whole time and just not really realizing it. So antibiotics are the first thing and kind of one of the most common things. Second thing with the overgrowth of yeast is actually got to do with diet. So yeast is fed by yeast. 
And when I hear yeast, I cry thinking of my beautiful wine and your alcohol, like your ciders and your beers. They all have yeast in it. Um, Not ideal if you're listening to this after Christmas, when probably all of us were enjoying wine at 2pm on a Tuesday because it's Christmas time. But I'd say a lot of you actually listening have maybe got thrush after Christmas time or after holidays when you're having dessert and wine every night or just in general, you're away for a weekend and you're kind of eating more sugary foods and breads, things like that. So yeast feeds yeast. So they're kind of the first two kind of main things. The next thing that's going to cause um, thrush is actually got to do with hormones. You know me, hormone queen. Let's bring it all the way back to hormones again. And it's got to do with an imbalance of estrogen. Now, what I will say is go back to season one and listen to my podcast episode on heavy periods and on um, like how your hormones work. Episode one, I think it's like episode maybe like five or six after this episode, because this is going to let you get into the nitty gritty of estrogen and why it's high and where it comes from. But basically, estrogen can cause thrush, especially when it's excess estrogen. And you're going to see this quite commonly, number one, when you're on birth control. So oral contraceptive pills have synthetic estrogen. It's really, really common to get thrush in the pill. Not only does it increase estrogen levels, but it also... Um, affects your gut health. So it's killing off your army while it's increasing your estrogen. And it's basically like a chronic state of high estrogen all the time. Like a normal female cycle, you're going to have high estrogen the start of your cycle and then it's meant to naturally drop off towards the second half. But if you have high estrogen levels all the time, well, then that's going to put you at risk. So a lot of women would find they're going to get thrush around when they're ovulating, when estrogen peaks, and again, just before their period. And then also when you get your period, because another thing that is going to cause thrush is a change in pH. So it's basically got to do with the acid and alkaline environment in your vagina. Now, your vagina loves a pH about three to four, whereas when you get your period, blood is around 3.4, 3.5 pH. Um, and semen <laughs> is a pH of seven to eight. That's seven to eight. And your vagina loves pH of three to four. So if this is not a message to pee after sex, I do not know what is. And this is why it's so important. So any kind of change in pH is going to make this yeast. It's, it's loving a more alkaline environment and it's going to grow. The last little thing that I would see really commonly is people who struggle with either chronic stress, like hands up, who doesn't, and chronic illnesses because your immune system is really, really under fire in these people. And any kind of infection in the body, whether it's a fungal infection, a bacterial infection, a viral infection, your immune system is that main army. That is the thing that's going to fight off um, these illnesses. And if you're under chronic stress or, like I said, have chronic illness, um, your immune system might be suppressed or your body's not going to fight infection the way it should be. So I would look at things in this scenario like your diet, like are you getting enough nutrients in? How's your vitamin C levels? What's your zinc like? How's your vitamin D? So it's about kind of going back to basics and looking at kind of like just literally like I said, just the basics. Are you eating healthy enough to actually support your system to fight off this infection? Like if you're someone getting I don't know, antifungals every few weeks from your GP and your diet is, you know, nowhere to be found in terms of fruit and veg. Like this is kind of something that you really need to look at. One other cause, which might not be as known, and to be honest, I actually only really came across this from working with clients. And there was one girl in particular who had really, really bad thrush. It was probably about five or six years ago that now that she came to me. When I say she kept me awake at night, I could not clear it. Like I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning thinking about this girl's thrush. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It drove me demented. She came to me for three consultations. I had her on the strongest herbal medicine, 
probiotics. Her diet was immaculate. Like she was doing everything. And I could not figure out what was wrong with her. And one day in passing, it was her last consultation. I was just like, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm back her money. Like I was like, oh my God, I failed. How can I not fix thrush? Because to be honest, thrush is something that we are so good at fixing without like tooting our own horn. But like natural medicine, it's just amazing for fixing things like thrush and BV, where, where it's kind of more your traditional medicine, you know, using drugs and using medications, it's it can keep symptoms at bay, but generally it comes back again. It's very, very rare for someone to have thrush once and never have another experience of it. Anyway, I'm, I'm literally holding you as all hostage in terms of what this girl um, was causing it. Um, it was mold, right? So I was like to her, is there anywhere in your house that's damp or like whichever of mold? It was like the last thing with me like rack my brain. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, actually my bedside locker is actually really, co- uh, really damp and really covered in mold. I'm like, sorry, your bedside locker, where your head sleeps beside every single night. So in this scenario, she was breathing in these mold spores. And again, mold is a type of fungus. Fungus feeds fungus. And once we kind of, she actually got rid of her bedside lockers. We, She was leaving the window closed every night as well because she said she was living in... Um, a really busy like city and it was really noisy and I was like you have to ventilate your room so just little things like that like you know look around your bedroom look for mold in the bathroom if there's mold in your windows like open the window at night time um, I lived in an apartment once where the my clothes are really damp so we got like those little kind of like I don't even know what they're called like mold catchers <laughs> they're basically like oh I know sorry that actually sounds insane as I'm saying it I think they were actually like little like dehumidifier things that you put into your wardrobes mold catchers I'm actually leave that in because I know it sounds insane hopefully you get a laugh out of that <laughs> but um we yes we put like dehumidifier in our wardrobe and the dampness kind of went away so that's just the last little thing and again I don't know how much science is behind this. Like when I was even researching this um, podcast today, like mold didn't come up in terms of like your environment, but I just know from my client and I've said it to every single client I've seen with thrush since then. And I'm like, check for mold, like you never know. So I just wanted to add that in. So what can we do? How do we fix thrush? The age old question. Number one, I don't want to seem like I'm going against your doctor or your medical practitioner or your pharmacist. Drugs can be amazing and things like your canistin creams or you can get like an over-the-counter, sorry, not over-the-counter prescription um, antifungal. And in certain situations, I'm like, go and get that. If you're absolutely in bits and your vagina is itchy about to burn off, go and get the cream, like help yourself. But what are you going to do the next day? You don't have thrush because you're lacking in canistin cream right? You have to figure out why do I have this? Where does it come from? If you just had an antibiotic, well, then the first protocol would be, well, let's replace all that bacteria that's been lost. Let's build back up our army. Let's add back in all the good guys. And this is where our lovely probiotics come into play. So taking a probiotic supplement is really important post-antibiotics. And to be honest, I would actually think that's like the number one thing to do for thrush, regardless of what is really the root cause, because probiotics are going to help your immune system. Probiotics are really, really important for gut health in terms of estrogen detoxification. And probiotics are just like generally like the good guys fighting off the bad guys. So that's always a good little place to start is with probiotics. Second thing that I would do is look at your diet. So yeast feeds yeast and girls, yeast is in fecking everything. Like when, just even as an experiment, next couple of days, read the back of the packets of things. It's in stuff you'd never think of. It's in like um, like we had wedges a few weeks ago, right? Potato wedges, yeast in that. Packets of crisps, added yeast. Obviously your alcohol, you kind of expect that. Stock cubes generally have yeast. So it kind of creeps into the diet bit by bit. 
And from that perspective, I'm like, well, no wonder we struggle with East, like overgrowth because it's slowly creeping in. And at the same time, it's so easy to kill off the good guys because the good guys are affected by antibiotics, from birth control pills, from poor diet, from stress. So it's like we're constantly killing off the good guys and we're constantly feeding the bad guys. So it's not about going really, really strict to your diet. Like from my perspective anyway, like there is a thing called the anti-candida diet. And to be honest, it is quite hardcore. Like I think as well, if I was just a nutritionist and I'd no other like healing tools in my, my bag of tricks, I may need to go kind of really hardcore. But for me and my clients, I just go, right, let's reduce yeast. And generally with that, I kind of get them to reduce wheat as well. Like wheat and yeast kind of go hand in hand together. So by reducing wheat, you're going to automatically cut out a lot of yeast. And it's generally just processed foods. It's stuff you're thinking of. It's your wraps and generally your bagels and your pastries and white products and refined carbs and kind of all the lovely stuff. (laughs) But the whole thing is it's not forever. So I kind of say, let's come at this guns blazing for three weeks. You cut off that food source for the candida. It's nothing to feed on. It can't grow. It's a fungus. Fungus needs food. So cut off the feed, food source. Come at this from the other side then, building up the good guys. And then I would also use things like antifungal herbs, which I'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Um, but the basics, reduce your yeast, reduce your sugar. Sugar also feeds yeast. That's where it comes in. And um, your refined carbs. So kind of all your white products start going for the brain instead. Then on the other side then, we also need to um, replace like that food you have to take out with kind of the good stuff. And this food's called prebiotics. They're kind of not as like well-known as probiotics. We all have kind of heard of a probiotic supplement, but prebiotics are like food for your probiotics. If you think about your probiotics like fish floating around in a fish tank, your prebiotics are the fish food. And these are going to be things like garlic and garlic is an amazing supplement for thrush. I would actually give that as a standalone um, supplement. Sorry, I was meant to say it's amazing food for thrush. So yeah, throw it into your meals, but I actually generally give about a thousand milligrams of um, Zbrangal Kyolic Garlic. Um, If I have it on our shop, I'm not 100%, but I'll link it below if we actually still stock that because it is actually brilliant. Um, And a thousand milligrams of like four cloves of garlic. Like when are you ever eating four cloves of garlic in one go, do you know? So garlic is an amazing um, antibacterial um, herb, but it's also a prebiotic. Then you things like leeks and apples and oats and asparagus and bananas. And if you look up online prebiotic foods, there's, there's a massive list that you can start looking at and just slowly incorporate them into your diet. Um, like I find stewed apple really, really good for supporting gut health. Like I mentioned there, leeks. So like this time of year, like making leek and vegetable soup, we're probably never eating leeks any other time. So, you know, throw it in now. Your asparagus, your bananas. So it's just about knowing what foods to actually add in. Um, I've already mentioned probiotics. There's lots of different types of probiotics. One in particular I love is BioCult have one specifically aimed at candida. So I think it's actually called BioCult Candida. I will link it below as well. We don't stock it in the clinic, but it's really easy to get. Like it's quite a well-known supplement. Most health shops will have it. You'll be able to buy it online. So I will link that below. And again, it's all about feeding all the bacteria that has been lost. Next little thing is, I think, well, maybe if you've done a bit of Googling, the whole yogurt um kind of idea around thrush you actually like put yogurt or natural yogurt around kind of that area around the vagina and it can be quite soothing because um, it's obviously cold and it does have some probiotics in it like the whole thing is our milk is pasteurized so we are losing a lot of the the healthy bacteria from from milk so I wouldn't really be using um like plain yogurt as a source of probiotics but it can be quite soothing and again some of these things like the doctor will literally be like never do that and don't do this but 
again, it's my experience with clients and I find girls are like, oh my God, that yogurt is literally a lifesaver. Like, you know, it's not glam. Sitting there putting yogurt in vagina, girls, like, let's be real, not glam. If it's going to work though, well, then why not? Um, we have a cream in our clinic as well. It's a tea tree cream. And we would never really put tea tree on niche. Like tea tree is quite strong, but it is an amazing antifungal. Like even if someone suffers things like athlete foot or any kind of skin fungal issues, tea tree is brilliant. So we mix it in with a cream. The cream is marigold cream or calendula cream is like the Latin name for it, the herb. And um, it's really, really uh, healing. So sometimes it's thrush as well. What's going to happen is, and I know it's so awful, but you get like almost like little cuts because it's so irritated and so dry and it can be tiny almost like little paper cuts like paper cuts in your vagina honestly like <laughs> stuff we've to put up with but that cream the calendula cream is it's a called a vul- vulnerary herb so vulnerary herbs actually help heal and repair as well as help the dryness and you put the tea tree in with that so um we have that in our online shop and any products I mentioned that we stock so possibly the garlic and the tea tree cream um my discount code is spilling the tea if you're listening to the podcast on our website. So you can definitely pop on and get yourself a little sneaky discount. Um, so going back to that, we have our garlic, we have our tea tree. Then in relation to herbal medicine, and you can use some of these in cooking, like thyme is a really, really good um, natural antifungal as well. So this time of year, if you're doing soups, get fresh thyme, throw it into that and herbs. So <laughs> since season one, I am now a fully fledged herbologist, as Dan earlier on called me. And if you're Harry Potter fans, <laughs> you'll get the joke. I've been called a herbologist so many times. I was, in, like, I was like, maybe I'll just put that on my Instagram, AOK Nutrition and herbologist. But I'm a herbalist since um, September. And I've always loved herbal medicine. Like I just think they are... It's almost like levelling up in relation to your health. That's the best way I think about it. And when I say herbs are unbelievable for thrush I've never seen them not work except for that girl with the moldy bed (laughs) but generally I've never ever seen the herbs fail because we can kind of make them as strong or as not weak but we can make them stronger for people really really stubborn thrush and we can only give herbs after consultation sometimes I hate talking about because I'm like I'm sorry but in saying that probably since you've listened to this episode we will have um an option to book online for just herb medicine consultations and you get your bottle of herbs. Now it's only for something like thrush. It's kind of like just one issue. Like if you're coming to me and you're like, I have thrush and I have this and I have that and I have heavy periods and I have five of different things go along with it. Like you would need a phone consultation. But if you're someone you're like, Ash, I have done everything. My vagina is like, hates me. Like what can I do? I think I'm doing everything right. Um, definitely do uh, click the link below and book in for the herb medicine consultation and you can try our magic herbs. Lastly, in relation to herbs, and it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier on, like getting to the root of the problem. So we have kind of like a baseline herbal tonic we would give for thrush and they're all the antifungals, right? But imagine your thrush is linked with poor immune system. Imagine your thrush is linked with stress. Imagine your thrush is linked with high estrogen levels. So it's like, again, getting to the next level. So if you're like, oh my God, I get thrush every single time I ovulate. Go back, like I said, listen to season one of the podcast, figure out why you have high estrogen levels. The same with the herbs. We would give herbs specifically for high estrogen levels. Or if you're like, oh my God, my thrush came on after I had that really bad cold and I haven't been able to shift it since. And I've had cold sores ever since then as well. And we'd be looking at things like your immune system. So how's your vitamin D levels? Have you taken vitamin C this winter? Do you need zinc? Like it's kind of like 
the full picture, very much like a holistic approach. You can't just take probiotics and expect everything to go away. So that's kind of the basics on thrush. So thrush has got to do with an overgrowth of bacteria, the bad guys, whereas BV, bacterial vaginosis, is a little bit different. It's actually more got to do with an imbalance of your pH. And when your pH is imbalanced, this bacteria is literally having a ball. And it's called Gardenella vaginalis. Gardenella, Gardenella vaginalis. That is the guy who's making your vagina smell like fish. <laughs> Guys, this episode is very graphic. Poor Dan listened to this in the background. But basically, kind of go back to what I mentioned earlier on. So it's all got to do with pH. So we're looking at things like your... Um, sex are you peeing after sex other things you know is it worse on your period moon cups and the copper coil can be detrimental for your ph levels so i think anyone in the copper coil and i've mentioned this a good few times definitely season one if you follow me on instagram with zinc is really really important when you're on the copper coil because zinc and copper compete for absorption and zinc is one of the most important minerals i would think for your immune system so if we're talking about like I, I always describe zinc as like, think about like your army, okay? And zinc holds a shield and this shield is your vitamin C. So vitamin C always gets the praise around like immune system and this kind of thing. But to be honest, like your zinc is your, it's, it's like the, the basis. Without zinc, sure, nothing's holding the shield. And as well, when you get sick, there's no point putting up a shield when you're already sick. So a lot of people, you know, come down with a head cold and then they're lashing Baraka into them. I'm like, it doesn't really do anything when you're already sick. It's very, very much preventative. Um, but that'd be really, really important. Sorry, me going off on tangent there on zinc. But when you're on the copper coil, your zinc actually might be depleted, which means your uh, vagina pH might change, your body's struggling to fight off bacterial infections. So kind of non-negotiable with the copper coil is make sure to supplement with zinc and a probiotic. And yeah, using things like your moon cups and sex toys, right? So make sure you're cleaning them. I know it sounds so basic, but like so, so, so important. Really interestingly, apparently... From a little research today, I literally only learned this today myself. Um, males can't really pass BV to females. So you can't really pass it to your male partner because it's bacterial vaginosis literally got to do with the vagina. But if you are having sex with a woman, well, then definitely you can pass it back and forth. Just need to be careful around that. The symptoms are very, very similar to thrush in terms of it can be a little bit painful, like I said, not always. It can be a little bit itchy. You're going to get the discharge. Um, Sometimes it burns when you pee, but then again, sometimes there's literally no symptoms at all. So it's really, really important to go and get swabs done. As I was researching this as well, um, apparently you can actually do at-home testing kits. I've never, ever seen them before. Now I've been in, luckily for me, it's not something I've ever had to go search for. So maybe I'll use it like, Ash, of course you can get them. But I noticed online, um, you can get like testing kits, which are like literally like little swabs. And that will test and tell you if it's thrush or if it's BV. Because... Um, the approach is generally the same in terms of how we fix it, but I'd be kind of coming in more with like antibacterial herbs, very, very much your immune system if it comes to thrush or sorry, if it comes to bacterial vaginosis because it's bacteria. Think about it. If you had a chest infection, if you had an infected cut, if you had like any kind of infection in your body, that's your immune system's job to fight that. So if you're getting recurrent BV, it's definitely looking at your immune system, as well as the pH. I wouldn't be going near things like tampons if you've BV, because that obviously can cause kind of more bacteria to spread. Again, we mentioned sex toys, absolutely no moon cups or anything like that. Like just keep it super, super basic while you're trying to um, treat the infection. The medical approach for BV is flagell. And girls, if anyone has ever taken flagell, 
as far as my <laughs> vague memory um, allows me to remember, I'm pretty sure flagellus is one if you drink on it, you're going to like projectile vomit. And like we've all done it anyway because we're like, we'll be fine. And like, like no, you actually can't drink on flagellus. So it's a really, really strong antibiotic. And while it might work short term, what it's going to do long term is kill off your healthy bacteria. Your healthy bacteria is your immune system. It's going to affect your pH. It's such a vicious cycle. And honestly, I just get so frustrated when I see girls come into me and they've had six antibiotics for thrush or they're on their fourth antibiotic for BV. I'm like, how are doctors still just giving antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic without looking at the bigger picture? Why do you keep getting this? What else can we do? Have you taken probiotics? Are you on vitamin D? Like those things are basic tips. I'm not asking to go on an anti-candida diet and give them berberine herbal medicine for it. Like there's kind of, you know, the basics we can start off with. So while I'm not saying like, you know, don't take antibiotics, just be really, really careful of them. And that goes for things even like while we're talking about one specifically for BV, like if you're on something like macrodantin, which is a long-term antibiotic, a lot of women go on for UTIs, or if you're on, I don't know, spirolactine for your skin, like, and that can be a long-term antibiotic. Or if you're on something like the birth control pill or altroxin or any kind of medication is going to deplete, deplete your gut health. So it's just about not saying don't take them, but I would just only take them when you really, really need to. So we are going to hear from some Clueless Queens. I love this part of the episode and something I definitely want to keep in for season two, where I've asked some people to send in voice messages and I'm going to look at your Q&As on Instagram, or sorry, your questions on Instagram. I'm obviously going to answer them um, on the questions on Thrush. Hi, Ashling. Quick question. Um, I'm just wondering with the copper coil, could that be causing reoccurring Thrush and BV infections? Yes. So I wanted to answer this one because obviously I've mentioned it briefly um, already, but even the little strings that hang down from the copper coil, apparently they are actually like just the thriving place for bacterial infections. So it's not that you have to get the copper coil out. Like how many women have the copper coil and don't have thrush? So I kind of hate those I don't know, link sometimes people saying like X causes X. If that was true, every single person who had the copper coil would have thrush or have BV. So it's more about, like I said, your zinc, looking at your probiotics, looking at your other environment. Are you healthy? Are you getting other health conditions? Like, are you sick all the time? And trying to get to the root of that. Okay, I have a good kind of three-part question here and it's just kind of covered what we were talking about, but just to kind of, you know, put it on a nice little bow and bring it home. So I have recurrent thrush and on um, those flagell tablets for, sorry, it's not flagell, it's the antifungal tablets for the last six to eight months. Is there anything I can do to help this? My swabs keep coming back. The thrush is detected and doesn't seem to be clearing. I also get really red, itchy around my vaginal area and don't know um, if it's linked. Sorry for the long question. So again, for her, like being on recurrent antifungal is not working. How can a doctor just keep prescribing eight months later and still on the same thing? What you're doing is not working. So for her, like she might be a great candidate to go online and book in for the short herbal medicine consultation. Or if you're listening and you kind of want more of a personalized consultation, um, I have an amazing nutritionist now who works in my clinic alongside me named Claire. She is like a wizard when it comes to gut health. Like I'll happily put my hand, my heart and say like she's better than me. So I'm, you know, happy to send clients to her. My thing is kind of hormones and Claire is the gut health queen. So if you'd like an appointment um, sooner, definitely have a little look online and book in for the gut health consultation. 
Um, but yeah, for this girl, like you need to just go back to basics and start repopulating. Like think about how little army you have left, but being on pretty much constant antibiotics for the last, um, or antifungals for the last like six to eight months. Another question is best wash or shower gel to use? Nothing scented. We do not need scented um, body wash in order to clean ourselves. Our vagina can clean itself. We just need to allow it. So be careful of anything, like even in general, you're not really meant to put soap down there. Like I think just washing with water and it might sound a bit mad and you're like, no, I feel like I'm unclean, but just keeping the area, keeping the pH right um, that you're not adding any extra soap, which can be like a different pH. So I would say just wash with water where possible. Okay, so last few little tips lifestyle wise, what you could add in. Number one, the basics we've already talked about it is um, pee after sex. So such an easy thing. I know it's annoying sometimes, but it just like just do yourself a favor and pee after sex, both for BV and for thrush to kind of keep your vagina pH happy. Um, no soap down there. Um, try and use like cotton underwear or even better. Like I know it sounds bad, but like my clients come to me with thrush. I'm gonna come home from work and especially during the summer, like get into a dress, take off your knickers, like let the air flow that like if you think about mold and mold growing like in your house or things like that, like you're never going to see mold grow in the middle of the kitchen floor. It's always somewhere that's dark and it's damp and it's, you know, there's not much oxygen, aka your vagina. <laughs> like literally the perfect breathing ground here. So come home and put on like a dress or skirt, like maxi dress with no knickers on or sleep in like baggy pajama bottoms. And um, when you are going to wear underwear during the day, make sure it's cotton. Like don't be going to things like Lycra. Get out of your gym gear, gym gear, gym gear. Um, as quickly as possible because that's just you like lycra it's designed to keep all the sweat in it's driving all the moisture in so we do not want that um what else could we do diet wise um didn't really mention it earlier but I mentioned probiotic supplements you can also eat probiotic rich foods so things like your sauerkraut people in Ireland look at me with literally 50 heads when I say sauerkraut they're like oh what a sour who <laughs> it's just something we're so not used to sauerkraut is basically fermented cabbage it's absolutely delish. Like it's in super value and Duns and I would just throw it into salads. Like you shake a tablespoon, mix it all up. If you like kind of like gherkins and like pickled beetroot and stuff like that, which are also actually quite good for supporting gut health, um, you'll like sauerkraut. So don't be freaked out by the name because you've never heard of it before. Um, or then things like kefir and kombucha, which are two um, drinks you can have, which have probiotics in them. So, you know, we can work on getting probiotics from our diet as well as taking a supplement of it. And yeah, I feel like that's basically most of the topics covered. Like hopefully that gives you more of an insight of what you're doing wrong. Things you can improve on, a place to start, especially again, if you're someone who has struggled with reoccurrence rush, you're getting it all the time. Um, like I said earlier, our discount code is spilling the tea and we have, I think we have the garlic online. Um, you can book in, like I said, for herb medicine consultation to get the herbs. Um, and we have probiotics there online as well. And again, special thanks to our fabulous sponsor, Ethos, um, for sponsoring this episode. And I will see you all lovely ladies next week.